0: so hello and welcome to the Dharma Life podcast I'm your host Aloise Serfleet Middleton and today I've got with me an incredibly talented guest who has not only made music his profession but has gone from Recording artist to singing bowl specialist, Ben Carroll, welcome to the podcast.
1: Thank you so, so much for having me. It's really an honor to be here and good to see you again.
0: Well, I knew I wanted to get you on the podcast, Ben, when we met at the Summer Solstice event with Josh X, because I loved, loved your music. I just thought it was so moving, so incredible. And actually, you very kindly, I don't know if you remember, but I was feeling exhausted after that event and you actually sent me some music to listen to, to kind of rebalance me. And it was just so powerful. Yeah. I forgot all yeah, that. Yeah. And I had like, I'm very sensitive to energy and to music and I had this kind of weird, like energetic experience whilst listening, just meditating and listening to your music. So it's very powerful stuff.
1: Awesome. Thank you.
0: <laughs> so do you mind sharing with our audience a little bit more about who you are and what you do in the world?
1: Absolutely. So, well, my name is Ben. <laughs> and um, these days I'm uh, I'm living in Maine in the States, um, kind of tucked away out of the city, not completely in the middle of nowhere. And um, I'm doing a lot of sound work, a lot of sound healing work, um, which I've been doing for for several years now. Uh, before the world shut down, I was traveling all over New England um, doing big group events and traveling down the coast a couple times a year um, and then when the world shut down, I started I actually switched to doing online events just kind of moved into doing that luckily and um, what i what I've been doing and what i've what I've been called to do is working with people uh, utilizing sound, which is a really potent modality for so many people and uh, specifically working with groups of people um, to work on integrating the, the energies that are, that are coming in right now, causing a lot of these shifts, helping to um, sound is, is a really powerful medium medium. It helps people to kind of get down past the part of your consciousness. That's always kind of yapping at you and dictating your life to you. And if you can get down past that, achieve deeper states of consciousness, you can access areas of consciousness to allow you to integrate some of these things that are coming in as well as do a lot of releasing because there's a lot of shifting and integrating and releasing that that has been going on and needs to go on these days so I've kind of been called into doing that work
0: amazing so you're definitely doing your soul work you know I can I can really like can testament to listening to your music it's so it's so what you came here to do and actually whilst we were having technical issues I was connecting up and you you did this in Atlantis was what I got
1: Mm. I'm not surprised I've had lots of interesting memories pieces of memories of, of different places so
0: amazing and it's like it's it's no mean feat to make a living out of music full stop to let alone because obviously the narrative you know is get a job get a proper job you can't make a living out of music you can't make a living out of art you know so um I'm very impressed that you 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 said that you've been a musician right from the outset like from what 15 16
1: yeah I I uh I've always been called to, to music and um you know it was always my main focus and of course you know in in society, I was told that in order to be a successful musician, I had to um, had to, you know, get signed to a record label and, and get songs on the radio and all that. So I um, I ended up doing that. You know, when I was I went to college for music. I went to Berklee College of Music in Boston, Massachusetts, and for a while. And then I kind of got to the point where I didn't. I, I felt like all I was learning was stuff I would actually only ever use if I was going to teach it. So I took a break, decided to take a break and go out in the world and actually play music. And within less than a couple of years, the band that I had uh, joined, uh, founded, signed to Universal Records and things just kind of took off when, you know, all of a sudden I was playing really big shows, living on a tour bus, you know, at 25 years old, it was really intense. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I did that for, you know, a good, a good 10 years released a bunch of albums that did, did well sold a lot of albums and songs on the radio, even got to see myself on MTV before that whole thing completely ended. <laughs> and yeah, is is a, it was an interesting job but really ultimately you know it it ended up feeling kind of unfulfilling after after a certain amount of time
0: well that's what I was going to say because obviously a lot of it, like that's an incredible career as a musician you know so was it rock music that you were doing
1: yeah yeah I played in a rock band played guitar
0: fantastic and you know that's an incredible incredible career you know in music but I was going to ask like what prompted the transition that you like as often what we do is we evolve out of Mm. what we're doing so i would be interested to hear because that's the transition that a lot of people are experiencing I think now on the planet you know they've kind of woken up recently you know in the last year or so and obviously they're in their 3D job and they don't resonate with it anymore and they want to go and do their soul work so how did you make that transition?
1: Well the band that I was in is a band called Ra, like the Egyptian sun god, which is another interesting synchronicity. Yeah,
0: massive synchronicity.
1: <laughs> but um, that band ended up going into hiatus um, around 2009, 2010. And at that point, I was, you know, getting I had I was really sick of living on tour buses <laughs> and um, li- really sick of spending all my time in city. So I decided I was going to move up to Maine to uh to de- kind of decompress for 6 months and figure out what I was going to do with the rest of my life um and got up to Maine and just started exploring a lot of different things um I was in a good position where I was able to I just started teaching guitar I was teaching guitar twice a week and gave me a, a lot of time to just kind of explore. I started, you know, taking meditation classes and studying Reiki and doing a lot of hiking, getting out into the woods and just really allowing myself the time to to just not worry about it and just kind of float and figure out what I was going to do, do next. And around that time, I discovered singing bowls. I went to my first sound sound healing event and it was just like instantly captivated by the singing bowls because if you've ever experienced uh, singing bowls or, or any kind of sound healing, but singing bowls in particular are really potent. Um, they have a really powerful way of just kind of lulling you into a state of mind that's just pure peace. And I was just instantly in love with them. But I was also just curious what it would be like to sing with singing bowls. So I ended up... Um, Getting a bowl and bringing it home and singing with it, and it was really interesting the way the uh the voice and the bowl kind of interacted so of course, within a couple of weeks, I had eight more <laughs> I had a whole singing bowl set up and and that just became something I was doing for myself. I mm-hmm. started you know just singing with the bowls every morning. it would be my own personal meditation. Uh, just kind of completely letting go into it and singing for anywhere from 20 minutes and time often got away from me if I didn't have anywhere to be and three hours could go by literally and it would I would be in shock that that amount of time came by um, but i I never ever saw myself as doing it for a living <laughs> right. And- I was, I suppose, in in hindsight, I was kind of just a little stubborn, <laughs> which which happens. That's
0: interesting. And how did you, how do they make me feel? Because I always think that how we feel when we do something is a real telltale sign that that's something we should be doing more of.
1: Singing with the bowls in the way that I did when I was doing it as in my own personal meditation was very liberating, very opening, just kind of opening up and allowing myself to move into a space of complete vulnerability and allowing whatever needs to come through to come through. And it was, ex- it was extremely potent. I've, I had some, some of the most amazing experiences that, that defy reality by, by Ooh. doing that, moving into. Do share. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I did. Well, I remember one morning, um, you know, I'd probably been going for about probably one of the mornings where I was up over a couple hours, a few hours, and I stopped and I was just like in a different state of mind. You know, I just kind of completely zoned out wide open and I went outside and there was just the sun was creating all these sun dogs, but in a way that it was like taking up the whole sky. And I was like someplace completely different experiencing this and had, you know, a lot of connections and, and memories come in and a lot of stuff like that was happening around that time. I've, I've written blog blog posts about it, about all the different crazy stuff that's happened. But that was one I remember very specifically of doing the sound for a while and then just going outside and just being someplace completely else. The sky was, it was absolutely amazing. I, I took pictures of it and I, I have them somewhere probably in like 2013 or 14 in my Facebook photo albums. <laughs> but yeah, just like state of consciousness that was completely removed from this space. And I've experienced that before, but never with like the visuals and actually feeling yeah, like I was wow. someplace else. Um, and do
0: you think that triggered past life memory? So Do you think that's what it was? It was... Um, Take you yes. back or forward, or
1: yeah, I think I think vibrationally re- the the, resonant, the state of resonance I was in was moving into alignment with that in such a way that that it was kind of like a crossover point.
0: You said you were stubborn. You were kind of like you weren't didn't think you would be, be making a living out of it. So what did the universe do to kind of finally get you to see your path?
1: Yeah, well, it wasn't so much that I I didn't think I could make a living at it because that wasn't even I I don't even think I was worried about that. You know, I I certainly was living very frugally, but it really just wasn't even on my radar. And what it really was, was I was absolutely horrified of the thought of ever doing what I did by myself in front of anyone ever. (laughs) It was absolutely mortifying. Um, And, you know, synchronicities kept happening, but it was still, you know, kind of very resistant to it. And like I like I said uh, a, f- a few minutes ago, at that time I was just teaching guitar online all over the world a couple days a week, and uh, able to survive comfortably enough that way. But all of a sudden, magically, all my students dried up within less than two weeks of each other, probably within like a one week period. It was like it was like noticeably something is going on, and at the same time, you know, I, I had started doing some sound healing work, but I was only playing the bowls. I wasn't actually doing what I did at home. I was just doing sound baths with just the singing bowls. But then when everything dried up, you know, and a few months went by of, you know, living off my savings and things are starting to run extremely thin, I decided to see what it would be like to actually try what I was doing by myself with, with groups of people. And I think I booked three events over the course of, uh, a long weekend maybe three events in four days or something like that, just mm-hmm. because I knew if I did one and it was bumpy, I'd never do it again.
0: So oh, very good. Yeah. Myself a
1: fighting chance. And I went out and every single one of them went extremely well. And one of them was actually a wellness fair. And from that I got offered a lot of other events and it just like instantly took wow. off and I, I was I got offered quite a few events and it, you know, within, a very short amount of time became my main source of income.
0: Wow. And, fantastic. You know, it
1: was, it was a little horrifying at first, but like with anything thinking about it is always like way more difficult than actually doing it.
0: You know, I, <laughs> then, I can, I can so relate to that. Cause like, you know, yeah. I think just for people listening, cause obviously a lot of people are on that journey. Like I remember the same as you, I desperate, I desperately wanted to be doing what I'm doing now but I was so in my head about it and I was thinking about it and I was thinking and thinking and thinking and thinking. And actually what you did was brilliant. You just got out there and you did it and you did it three times, not just once to kind of push you through the pain barrier almost. And yeah. here you are.
1: And and all three were amazing. There was never anything to worry about, but yeah, it, it's, it's really the fear of with what I was doing, the willingness to put myself in that state of vul- vulnerability that I need to just kind of open up and allow the sound to come through the way that it does, doing that in front of people was mortifying. You know, I've done hundreds of events at this point, so I've gotten used to it, you know, still do get it. What was the difference
0: between that and then all playing the guitar?
1: Well, the guitar, you know, it's all choreographs not the word because it's not like we were a dance band but you know it's you're playing a song and it's a set thing and you know we were rolling with light rigs and stuff so it's all to a click and it's like same thing every night and I was the guitarist I didn't have to sing in front of anybody although I had already gotten comfortable with that by the time I started doing the the sound work but uh completely different you know the the way that I do sound is to me kind of a very vulnerable place to be, you know, just kind of opening up and allowing anything to come through without judgment. It's, it's uh, something that was difficult for me to do at first in front of anybody, you know, you get, you get used to it and you get more confident and you get, it's not necessarily confidence, confidence, but just like trusting in the process, trusting in yourself to to be able to do what is uh, coming up.
0: Yeah. And I think that's a really valid point because obviously for people listening, you know, that's the thing is that you can stay in that place of shall I, shouldn't I, shall I, chant? I, I'm nervous, I'm not good enough, la, la, la. But actually mm. at some stage you've just got to rip the band aid off. And actually that's what we do, Ben, in our Dharma Life Academy is a lot of the people that join us are making this transition. And so obviously they've got a ready-made community behind them to support them when they do their first gig or they do their first class or, you know, and it helps them have that support and that courage to step into their Dharma and their purpose.
1: Yeah. That, uh, is, that's, that is so, so important. Um, so that's awesome. Good for you. <laughs> Cause that's, that's amazing. That's, a, that's such a, an important service to offer and, and so important to have. I definitely had that myself. I, I had a lot of people that were coming out to support me in the early days and i was uh not in a place where i was always completely surrounded by strangers but a lot of times i was i suppose <laughs> but having having that support having that connection is is such an important thing to have
0: and talk to me now about the work that you do, because obviously it is sound healing per se. So is it such that someone can listen to your music and get healed? Like how does it work from a, from a vibrational frequency healing perspective?
1: Uh, well, I, people have certainly shared with me experiences of that happening. But my take on it is, you know, this the sound is kind of affecting the state of consciousness of the person to where they get to the point where they're able to actually initiate um those changes within themselves I, I look at sound healing from my perspective anyways as something that helps facilitate different states of consciousness and you know we human beings are extremely powerful creators and it's and a lot of times it's the programming that's running at the front of the brain that's that's holding us back from that and if we can get down past that into deeper states of consciousness and allow shifts to happen. um, We're able to move through that stuff and integrate different things with much more ease. That's, that's my take on it.
0: Yeah. And I could completely relate to that because I've had experiences where I've had a headache, for example, and then I've kind of gone into my being like my higher awareness, higher states of consciousness and that headache leaves me. Mm. So it's almost like you said, you're raising their frequency to a place where they're, become more connected to their being state, which enables them then to process or let go of whatever it is that's causing them the health problems.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, exactly. Raising, raising your frequency up, raising, raising your state of vibration, shifting your resonance. It, it changes everything.
0: Mm, beautiful. And to, I'd love to hear, cause like obviously, um, when you are on your path, I bet you've got some amazing synchronicities to kind of, you know, show you that you were going the right direction. So um, I don't know if there's any kind of crazy stories that you can share with us about your journey and how you knew that you were kind of on the right path. Obviously having that out-of-body weird experience with the singing bowls is a pretty good sign.
1: Yeah, I've had many, many experiences. Um, One specifically that I was on the right path. Um, I mean, my, my whole life I've had some interesting energetic experiences, but, you know, things... I always feel like when I'm, when I'm working with group, with, with groups, I'm um, I'm connecting to different energies and I've actually seen myself inside of stone temples in, and stuff like that, um, or crystalline structures. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've, I've had so many potent and amazing synchronicities, but they're just not coming to mind right now, um my you know my whole life is kind of guided by synchronicity at this point i've i've really learned to trust the process even not exactly what you asked but moving into what i'm been doing the past couple months or the, the past however 6 months or so the band that went into hiatus actually decided to do a new album and i was i i uh, i was not so sure about that because i'm you know in a completely different space didn't of want of
0: course to. yeah a different place
1: didn't you really feel called to do it and I you know I was really torn but I kept having very specific synchronicities that were pretty much saying to do it right <laughs> so yeah. you know and that is 100% why I I ended up um getting back with the band you know that I've been in for 20 years at this point and doing another album we just uh we just did a a big virtual concert and um at some point we're supposedly going to go out and play some shows. Uh, But that was not something that I, again, I was resisting it (laughs) very much. I just, you know, didn't really want to go back to that, to that lifestyle, go back to, to playing rock music. I just, I don't even listen to rock music anymore, but yeah, very specific synchronicities kept coming up. Uh, One in particular, there's like a a series of numbers that I associate specifically with the singer of the band and it would always tend to come up when I was, thinking about it and trying to decide if, if that was, you know, if I really wanted to be doing that. And it was so obvious that, you know, eventually I stopped resisting it after about the 60 or 70th time. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so I'm, but, I'm
0: <laughs> but I love what you said about trusting the process, because I think that's the thing, is when you lean into your spiritual path, mm-hmm. you know, you often are doing things and you don't like, for me, I've been doing things and I didn't really understand why. You know, mm-hmm. I, I got the call to write a program and I just, you know, I followed it and I follow, I follow the, what the downloads that I get. I don't necessarily know where it's going. Um, And often when I look back, I can suddenly say, oh, this is why they've had me doing this. You know, it's like you can join all the dots. And I think that's what we have to learn when we when we accept that we're going to follow our spiritual paths and we're going to be the best human we can possibly be is that trusting the process is so letting go. Trusting the process is just such an important part of it.
1: Mm -hmm. Very much. I agree wholeheartedly. And it's it's usually a little scary, but I actually tend to find those things that scare you not like not like get attacked by a bear kind of scary, but the things that make you make you um, nervous and afraid and hesitant are really the things that you're kind of deeper Mexican. inside, wanting mm-hmm. to do, and just resisting on on a level of conscious, you know, on a level of just societal training.
0: Mm. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, and it's kind of the what do they say? Our greatest fear is our greatest something or other. I can't remember, but it's like yeah. the way where you have the fear, you've got to feel it and do it anyway. And that was certainly the case in my my you know my journey was, yeah. although it scared the crap out of me doing what I'm doing. Like I wouldn't wouldn't change it for the world. Now it's yeah. you know it's I think again for people listening, you know this is the most incredible journey that you'll ever take to sort of lean into your who you are at soul level and you know, really fulfill the fulfillment of that, but you do have to push through all the conditioning that we've been given.
1: Yeah. And it's not always easy, but taking the leap of faith in my, in my experience, taking that leap of faith and, and moving into it in whatever way opens up the most amazing and potent experiences that, you know, this reality has to offer. It's just, that's when things just blow up and, and why get, Uh, get pulled wide open and just pulls you up to a completely different level um Mm. you know moving into that space overcoming those fears seem to be extremely i
0: i work with a pendulum ben Mm -hmm. and the pen i always ask the pendulum the questions of what i need to do or you know like what I don't know if what training I need to do next or whether I should do something. And nine times out of ten, it's something that I would like, I've just signed up for something recently where I've got so much resistance to it, but (laughs) when I ask the pendulum, it says yes. And that's I know that's my higher self, my higher self saying, No, you've got to do it. And I was like, Really? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
1: That's a great practice.
0: well it works and actually I get my community doing that as well because it's such a good way and obviously as we ascend into these higher states of consciousness and awareness we are integrating our higher self so the more we can connect to it and um really befriend it and trust it like you said trust the process then but be warned it's not for the faint-hearted
1: yeah yep
0: so what is next What's next on the agenda in Ben's world? Where, what, are you, uh, what are you conquering next or creating next?
1: Well, I'm always doing online events. Those have become really amazing. Um, moving into doing the sound work online, I've incorporated... I, I, you know, in person, I was using just singing bowls and voice and some sofeggio tubes uh, here and there. But doing the online events, I've been able to incorporate elements like binaural beats and synth pads and... Uh, cool different percussion elements. Like I I sampled my own native frame drums and shakers and stuff like that. So I've been doing, um, online events that have been going very, very well. So I, um, I I tend to do at least one big event a month. Um, and then, you know, the, uh, the raw album just came out two weeks ago, a week and a half ago, somewhere around there. So we did a big virtual concert and at some point we're supposed to go out on the road and play some shows, which will be interesting. It's been, it's been a while. But yeah, so many uh so many amazing things happening all the time. And you know, I'm just I'm actually excited to see where the world is headed because right now yeah. we've we've kind of been in a place where we've been forced into a space where we're able to just kind of let go, but I feel like a slingshot's been being pulled back and at some point things are just gonna open up. You know, we've all been allowed to or forced to kind of settle down and, um, <laughs> and take a break from, from our normal lives. And I feel like it's opened up a lot of our opportunities. And at the same time, you know, we have all these higher frequency, higher frequency energies that have been coming in and affecting us more and more to a greater and greater degree for, for years now. I've been talking about this for years, and, mm. and uh, I've really seen and experienced it to a much higher degree in, in the past year and a half.
0: It does feel like things are speeding up like I would say last year for me was like a lot of my psychic capabilities and intuitive capabilities came online more than they've ever been before. Um, And I agree with you. I really, I really feel that evolution. So it is fascinating times on the planet, you know, really, really fascinating. And um, a lot more souls are on this journey than they were before, which is encouraging.
1: Yeah. So many people are waking up and, and starting to see things in different ways. And become more in tune with the higher parts of themselves and that, you know, just that's why so many people are trying to find, you know, feeling completely uninspired by what they've been doing up to this point in their lives and trying to find new ways of being. And, you know, it's it's challenging, but like that's the same same exact thing that that place of being in a space where you're you're afraid to do something, but also it's it's what you should be doing.
0: Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. And, um, you know, that's the whole aim of this podcast was to empower and inspire people to do that. So thank you so much for coming and sharing your story. Cause I know that you know, people listening will just feel really em- uplifted and really, you know, encouraged that actually they can create the life that they want out of doing the thing that they love.
1: Yeah. And I think when we, when we were, we're able to move into those spaces of alignment that, that you know, the, the game is rigged in our favor if we're able to just like move into a little bit more of a, of an alignment with our higher self, things just tend to unravel in ways that you would never even mm-hmm. be able to put into mm-hmm. a story. Things just up so perfectly my, my experience from moving 10 years ago to, to now, I would have never in a million years been able to even imagine doing what I'm doing now or going through the experiences I've had in the past 10 years. And, It always, you know, I always feel guided. And I've, like I said, I've gotten used to kind of following that guidance. And when you get into that place where you're able to kind of listen and tune in and allow yourself to do that, even if, even though it might be slightly scary things, just life becomes magical and amazing in ways that Mm. it
0: is just unfathomable. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And I suppose for people listening, if you are in that, on that journey and you're, you know, you're, you're transitioning out of the 3D, you know, do it. You will never regret it. Like, it's not an easy journey, I wouldn't say, but I would just say it's the most rewarding journey you'll ever take. And uh, like you said, the incredible synchronicities that you get. Like, I've I've genuinely got to the point now where I just just surrender. Surrender and trust all the time because, you know, you just don't know what is happening, but I know it's happening for my highest good. So, you know, that's it. You've just got to relax and trust the process.
1: Yeah. My experience is identical. Yeah.
0: So Ben, how can people find you? Um, can I know you're on Instagram. Where's the best place for them to come and say hello?
1: My website, inner dot com, has, you know, portals to Instagram and Facebook and YouTube and all that stuff. Yeah.
0: Inner yeah. self sustained okay well we'll make sure we have that in the podcast show notes as well and this will be coming out on Friday the first Friday in April and we'll be on the YouTube channel and it will also be on our podcast app and everything so thank you so much so appreciate you coming on love your story love your work love your journey so and love you
1: yeah I'm so so grateful to be here it's wonderful to have a good conversation and just hang out
0: (laughs) absolutely absolutely fantastic thank you so much for listening to the dharma live podcast i do hope you enjoyed this episode please come over and say hello on my instagram our facebook group and also please let me know what you thought so if you are listening please take a screenshot of the podcast that you are listening to